I'm so delighted to be partnering with Laird Superfood for this week's podcast. Now, if you know anything about me, you know that I love coffee. I absolutely love it. One thing I don't really like doing is adding creamer to it because it's kind of oily and chemically and gross. You know, I do experiment from time to time with putting different nut milks in my coffee, but when I want something really special, I reach for Laird Superfood because they have delicious creamers that you can add in, like the sweet and creamy and the mocha. Mm, so delightful. They even have coffee. So if you just need some good coffee, boom, you can get that in with functional mushrooms. It's so good. All this stuff is 100% all natural, contains no artificial flavors, colors, or additives, and there's no sugar from highly refined corn syrup. What more could you ask for? When you're ready, go check out Layered Superfoods because they don't have coffee, creamers, they got drink blends, supplements, snack foods, and no matter what you're looking for, they have it. They have paleo, vegan, keto, dairy-free, gluten-free, and so much more. So are you ready to feel more energized, focused, and supported? Go to LairdSuperfood.com and add nourishing plant-based foods to fuel you from sunrise to sunset. Use our exclusive promo code, MergeConflict, that's MergeConflict, one word, at checkout for an exclusive 15% off of your purchase today. LairdSuperfood.com, promo code MergeConflict, 15% off your purchase, and thanks to Laird Superfood for sponsoring this week's pod. Frank, let's talk about something old that's new again, because I'm excited about it, which is Amazon. What? You can't be excited about Amazon. That's like being excited about a piece of grass, though I guess maybe that that might be worth it. Okay, before I diverge, why are you excited about Amazon? The Amazon App Store. Oh, the thing I keep saying I should get my apps on and make sure my apps are on, but my apps aren't on. Yes. That store? That store, yes. Okay, so when we think about Android development, it's very unique. When you think about iOS development or Windows development or Mac development, the part there is like you ship it to an app store. But for Android apps, there's a plethora of different app stores that you could ship your app to. The main one is Google Play, which we've talked about and where all of my apps and your apps exist today. However, there are these Amazon devices. I don't know if you've heard of them, Frank Krueger, called yeah. Fire devices and they're tablets and bajillions of people own these tablets. And you wanna know what else, Frank? Also bajillions mm -hmm. of people own? He's looking at me for people not watching. Uh, Windows devices. Oh, okay. Well, and yeah, that's that's probably more than a bajillion, but yeah, okay. Did you know that if, if you have your app, your Android app, on the Amazon App Store, it can be on all those Fire devices and also <laughs> it could be on all those Windows 11 devices because you can install Android apps through the Amazon App Store, which is on... Windows 11, which is something that I just did, Frank. Okay, so that's why it's new to you, James. That's why we're talking about because I swear we talked about this a year or two ago. Time has no meaning anymore. We never talk about anything. And sadly, I kind of forgot, but I was thinking I should look into this. I'm very curious what the experience is like because an Android app is very different from a Windows app. And as native UI app developers. I'm really curious in how how it how 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 they feel, how how the app feels under Windows and all that kind of stuff. But maybe first 
I we need to backtrack a little bit. You said there was a plethora of stores. What 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 other stores are there? Because I'm I'm a big dummy. Um, I know about the Google Play Store. I did know about the Amazon Store. Can you just name one or two others, just so I don't feel like a big dummy anymore? There's a Huawei store for Huawei devices, okay. and then there's probably other. Is there ones? a Samsung store? There's always a Samsung store. I think there might be a Samsung store as well. Yeah, <laughs> there, there, there you go. Does Samsung? Okay. Does Google have a product? Because Samsung probably has something very similar to it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, just I was just curious. Um, what what other stores? What other markets was I losing out on? Okay, so yeah. totally losing out on Amazon because I never wanted to read the docs to see how to submit to them. I believe I signed up for a developer account and everything, though. Maybe I even got into the console. So let's start there. What was uh? What's the developer console like? The developer console is pretty. It reminds me of Google Play from five or six, seven years ago. Like very. Simple, uh, which like is simple. a good thing. <laughs> it should be simple. Am- yeah. Am- Amazon product pages aren't known for being great. So I think simple's good in this case. It's very simple on the, you create a new app and when you go into an app, it has, here's the current version, add a new version, um, live app testing. So manage test users, in-app purchases, app services. So app services mm-hmm. would be, uh, real-time notifications, maps, single sign-on, device right. messaging, logging with Amazon, and promotions. And that's it. Not, I mean, it's it's more than I was expecting, but I guess I guess uh, in-app purchases are table stakes. They, they've been running this store for a while, so they must have yeah. had all that integrated. I remember the old problems with like being off of the Play Store were like Google Maps. Do they have? Uh, so you said Amazon has their own mapping service. That's roughly it. That that's yeah. blowing my mind itself. I didn't know Amazon. I wonder where they're getting their data from. <laughs> well, let's specifically talk about that because you you could just take your Amazon or your Android app and shove it into a release. However, there are things just aren't going to work. It might work, right? If you did file hello new world and submitted that app, or let's say you yeah. did a to do app, right? Or let's say you mm-hmm. did. Uh, my Animal Crossing app, which just talked to web APIs in the back end, right? Yeah. It's just an Android app. It doesn't use any services. It doesn't have any sign-on. It doesn't have any push notifications. It doesn't have uh, in-app purchases. In-app purchase. It's just, just here, it's an app. It's a paid It's a paid app. Frank loves paid apps. Imagine you have an app that's paid, <laughs> like an app like iCircuit. Should and be. It, it's, <laughs> and it's not doing anything besides being a wonderful app that you pay money for and you get a thing. You could take that app today. As long as it doesn't use any Google services <laughs> at all, and you shove it into the Amazon App Store and boom, it just works. And it'll but, get approved, you resubmit it, and you're good to go. Okay, well, we, we gotta talk about the z- submitting process, but I mean, that sounds fine. I, I was hoping for that. And that that's why I generally had the policy, especially around iCircuit, of no dependencies. So the, the, that's the way I live. So I'm, I'm pretty sure my app would go over pretty well. Pretty, pretty well. Uh, I do worry about some things, though, like uh, the skinning of the apps and everything. But I guess the skinning of Androids are wild and various throughout the world. 
and I don't test on a million devices anyway, so they'll probably be okay on the Android devices also. And by the way, I never did comment back on this because you moved along. I love me Fire devices. I'm a big Fire device fan. Uh, I have a couple over here, and I used to give them as gifts all the time until I realized a lot of kids already had Fire devices. So then I wasn't able to give Fire devices as gifts anymore. So now i got to yeah. find a new product. <laughs> Uh, and I'll say this, like taking that, let's say you just have an APK or an Android, um, app bundle and AAB, both of those formats are supported, which is great. And, um, you don't need to sign it or do anything. They'll re-sign okay. everything. They manage it just like Google does, which is a big improvement done. So you, um, you upload it unsigned. They don't even check your developer signature. They're going to, it says here that they're just going to re-sign it. Doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, you know, it's less secure, but it's easier. So great. <laughs> you, they got it. It doesn't even matter. So that's pretty nice. Um, now you drop it in and then you can, you can decide what devices you want to support. So it'll read the manifest and it'll say, Hey, you know, do you want to, we see that it can support phones and tablets, this version mm-hmm. of Android. So my app that I submitted is my skiing app. It supports 20 Android tablets and phones says okay 11 that are unsupported probably because they're older Mm -hmm. versions of android that i don't support it does not support fire tv or automotive because i don't have that in the manifest let's get technical for a minute um how how do you declare your minimum version you're declaring a minimum android version i assume not uh fire version or anything like that that is correct in the android manifest which actually it shows you in the portal Mm -hmm. which is a nice feature uh, it'll show you what permissions you need. And then additionally, it will show you, uh, in the Android manifest, there is a minimum SDK version. It says fire TV devices are based on Android level 22, uh, fire OS six is based on level 25 and then some other min SDK. So, so mine is 21, which is almost all of them. So these are like real old fire. That must be real old fire devices. Okay. Yeah, I, I was curious, which um, because I was thinking about bumping mine up too. So 22, 21, 21, 22, 22. Yeah. Uh, and then there's this thing, which is non Amazon Android devices, which is fascinating. It says 100 plus supported, 112 unsupported because the Amazon App Store, like I think it ships on devices that don't have Google Play type of thing. They're not Amazon devices, but they might be like little set top boxes or like little tablets or whatever. Are they including any of the Echo family of Dingus devices? Are they listed under any of these? Like I'm thinking the one with the screen. Would that support any apps or is that still app free? Um, Let me look. Well, so this is kind of cool because I can click on it. Uh, no, this is all Fire HD devices. This says all the way back to 2014, my thing <laughs> support. So we're talking nine years. Um, it says non-Amazon devices. There's some devices from Asus, from BlackBerry. It says Google. I okay. mean, I, I don't really know. I guess it says there's one on here. So maybe these are ones that they've tested the Amazon App Store on or like it works on. And you can control if you're like, no, I only want this app on you know, yeah. on these devices, you you can toggle what devices it's available on, which is like really granular. But then there's a checkbox. It's a magical checkbox, which is Windows devices. And you just flip it on. 
Okay, so when when you were talking about the other devices, I was, just, I was about to interject and say, well, that is business synergy. That is good capitalism, the way they're like getting their products into other people's products so their products can be in other people's products. And then you ended it with, and then there's a checkbox for the ultimate in corporate synergy. You just click the checkbox. Is it instantaneous? I love instantaneous checkboxes. Or do you have to hit apply? It would be it's less a- famous. <laughs> It's a it's a UI toggle, so it's a toggle, right? It's an instantaneous toggle, which is my favorite. I love it. Okay, that's. I, can I have the store open side by side and toggled and see it removed and added to the store? That, okay. I don't know. I did. I did just that. I love single click UIs. I love them. Um, remember when Mac Catalyst first came out and Xcode, Apple was pretty proud of, and for to their credit, should be a single checkbox you check the box and you got a mac catalyst app i love Boom. single checkbox uis um you know that's funny because uh Kelka is a win32 app and uploading that thing to the store is it's a little bit of a pain in the butt <laughs> it's a little bit of work because it's a win32 app and the store wasn't really designed for win32 apps in the beginning it's totally possible you get the right certs and you do the right thing and it, it uploads and so i, I I'm just a little bit jealous that you clicked a check mark and now you're on Windows, but okay, please continue. Well, and some people may be wondering, well, James, you are a Xamarin and .NET MAUI developer. You've built Windows applications and ship Windows stores to the apps, to the Windows Microsoft App Store, like my StreamTimer. Why wouldn't you just do that for the other ones? And the good question is this, is I just didn't design my my skiing app or my cadence application for windows devices or tablets i just didn't do it i didn't add it on because mm-hmm. i kind of made it a mobile first you know design and that's where i tested it and um i could go do that and it could go through that process but maybe i just want my app to be on there and like not have to do anything else like so i just did it mostly as an experiment and um no. i went through it and it was cool stop backpedaling this is this is the real world if you can put yourself on a marketplace that you're not otherwise at i mean if they're yelling at you and being like why don't you have a windows version just say because my time is limited and resources are limited yeah. if you can put checkbox and be on another market i'm saying this to myself everyone but i'm gonna say it to you <laughs> go click the checkbox because a free market is a free market be be in that market um i i don't like this idea that and okay, it's my fault too, because earlier in the episode I was, and I do want to get back to the look and feel of these apps as a mm-hmm. native developer. I, I like the feel of native apps <laughs> and I, I want to get to that, but um, I would rather the app exist in the market first, and then yep. you can refine the look and feel afterwards. Well, it's, get it's it the same that. thing, right? Which is like, why are iOS applications available on Mac? Or if you do a Mac Catalyst checkbox, they're available even easier is because I'd rather be in another market if my app works and is there, right? Like, in fact, yeah. I'm in two markets because now I'm on Fire devices and I'm on Windows devices. Like, I'm on with one drag, drag and drop. <laughs> I'm on two markets. It's kind of cool. Okay, I got, I got to get to work. Okay, yep. thanks. Now you're convinced me. <laughs> I, I have never submitted an app faster to an app store in my entire life. Because Frank, all I did was drag and drop it in. It processes. Mm-hmm. There's availability and pricing. So this is just a free app. I don't have anything. It's just free. That checkbox. Description. Wait. James, it, it, it didn't complain that you don't have an iPhone 5S screenshot? 
No. Oh, okay. We'll get okay, there. Hold okay, on. but that's going to be different from your iPhone 7 screenshot. Oh. Exactly. Okay, so we'll get there. <laughs> so description, easy peasy, copy paste. There is images and multimedia. Okay, we'll, we'll get and there. Fr- and Frank, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm clever. I will just take my my images from the Google Play Store and I will put them in to the Amazon App Store because clever. they're Android apps. I yes, and this is also going back to what I said. Like when when I think of the Fire UI, it's and no shame. It's a very simple UI. I like it because it's clear. Like yeah. uh, that might also be my fault. I keep buying the kids' editions of these things, but I I like them. It's you know a solid gray rectangle with a solid blue rectangle at the bottom. You know what's a button. You know what's a text box. I like the nice simple UI. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I always imagine UIs in Android looking like. And so I'd assume that you could reuse your screenshots. I, I like you, I'm clever slash lazy and would try to reuse the screenshots. How'd that go? And uh, you would be mistaken because they have very, very specific tablet dimensions that they really want because all of their devices are tablets. So they're all 1280 by 800, 1920 by 1080, 1080 by or 1280 by 720, right? So they're all these dimensions. So what I did... Wait, wait, can I interrupt? Because this is this is a new trick I've learned, everyone. Oh. And, and I want to see if you applied the same trick. So I'm, I'm going to say it first. Um, so back in the day, when, when you were on the Apple App Store, there, there was a guideline that said your screenshots have to be actual screenshots from the app. Like yeah. the top left pixel is the top left pixel on the phone. The bottom right pixel is the bottom right pixel. Somewhere in the last 12 to 20 years that I've been doing this, that guideline got relaxed to the point where absolutely no one does screenshots anymore. What you do is a cute little color gradient background, and then you squeeze your other screenshots in to fit into that color background and put some clever little AI-generated text on there. That's what you should do. So what I'm hoping you did is that exact problem if you just reframed all of these, the cute little AI-generated text background. Now, I actually have those cute ones already for my cadence so when i go through that that's may what i may do be what i do for those however frank what i did is i ran my app on windows 11 i went into fancy zones and i made a 1280 by 720 zone snapped my app to that size and then took a screenshot at 1280 by 720 on three different screens and i uploaded those photos wait i'm confused um so okay, we we skipped over a huge part of the development cycle and went straight to distribution. You were able to test these apps on Windows, like you could run yeah. them in the way they're going to run when someone purchases your app. I went into Visual Studio. I typed. I installed the Windows subsystem for Android Barista, which automatically mm-hmm. connects and boots up the WSA. I hit okay. debug, and it just mm-hmm. worked on my machine. Okay, absolutely fantastic, because that is a large, (laughs) okay, it's just, what a house of cards. Anyway, wonderful. (laughs) So what, what, what's wrong with your, your, your screenshots? Like were they, were they accurate to the pixel? Because I've tried to do that before and I get into the game where you're like trying to crop, like, did you manually crop? Because like I would try to move the cursor to the upper left and you're off by a pixel, but I, I use a touchpad. So it's really hard. And then you move it one more pixel and then you drag, <laughs> but then, Oh no, the lower right corner is not in the view. And does this app support? So anyway, James, 
was that really easier than just going out and purchasing 10 fire devices? That, that was it. That's definitely, it was way easier. It took like five seconds. So that's what I did. I just uploaded some images, uploaded my app icons, Frank, and that was mostly it. To be honest, there's content rating. And then yeah. I hit submit and then I submitted it to the app store. Now, God, you're right. Like early we, app store. I love it. We skipped because you were so interested in it because we yeah. skipped over all the hard parts. This was the easiest, fastest part of the entire process. And okay. once I had that APK, I was like, this is great, right? Let me just mm-hmm. honestly, bingo, bango, done. Totally good to go. Simplified. I loved it. Not a problem. That's how it should be. Do you remember? I mean, the app store was always notorious for its long review cycles, but it was a simpler days. We didn't do no. the test flights. You, you, you got it working on your phone. There was only one kind of iPhone out there. So you knew it worked on everyone else's phone and you uploaded it and it worked on everyone else's phone because there was one yeah. kind of iPhone out there. But I, I like that. That that sounds very pleasant. Good for you. It now, was great. What were the bad parts? <laughs> okay. So now my cadence will be a little bit trickier, but the the skiing app that I have is still a little bit tricky. Now, I got lucky, Frank, because for my maps in the skiing app, as we talked about, mm-hmm. I am using MapSui, which is not Google Maps. Right. Nice. Forethought. Yeah. Look at you. Not Unagi. taking a dependency on one of the America's largest companies. Yes. So I have not using Google Maps, which means I don't have to worry about that little kink in the system. Because like I mentioned earlier, there are services that don't exist. So real-time notifications, single sign-on, maps, security profile thingy, (laughs) device messaging, logging with Amazon. Those are services you need to do. Additionally, sorry, did you have to upgrade that library at all or did the one that you have already just work smoothly? Just worked like butter. Nice, good. Just worked. And now the reason I am using that is because it's like a topological map and I'm doing drawing on it. And I don't not I don't really need Google Maps. I want all my maps to look the same and it's more about the route on the map than anything else. But it is nice because I can pick profiles and do stuff. And um, that was nice because um, this app was a Xamarin Forms app originally. And uh, the the support was not added in Xamarin Forms, but it's there now in .NET MAUI to do all the, the geometry and drawing on a map. Right. So it's like, well, MapSui supports .NET MAUI as well. So it's like, oh, cool. Just bingo, bango, good to go, right? Now, the biggest thing, though, is uh, in-app purchases. And you know, if there's one thing I love, Frank, is I love a good in-app purchase. Well... Okay, I like in-app purchase. What I don't like about in-app purchase is testing. Yeah. So I want to I want to know how the the testing process goes with this because it, yeah, for me, I write in-app purchase code once every 2 years and always manage to completely forget it by the next time I have to write it again. Um that's writing it. I mean testing. So how was testing in-app purchase? Well, so the fascinating part is this, Frank, is that I have an in-app billing library. Now, I think someone else also has one that also supports Amazon in-app billing. Uh, I don't support it myself, but there's interfaces that you could do it. Now, this application had subscriptions. It had single purchases for donations. There wasn't like a pro mode. It's a skiing app. It's more of a donation-based app. When I get to my cadence and putting in the store, it actually is an app that I have a pro mode in general. So... 
we'll figure out what I need to do there. But Frank, what I decided to do is a little conditional compilation, a little, a little uh, condition and a little defined constants called Amazon release. And if Amazon release just conditionally compile out all of that in-app billing code, just get out of here. Bye-bye. Gone. I don't even need you. So, okay. So I cheated Frank because this app, I just stripped out all the in-app billing and I decided for this release, I'm just going to get it onto the app store. It's free. It's free. It's out there into the ether, Frank. Uh, in general, I'll tell you what I'm going to do for my cadence and we'll see what, if you approve or not, but this was cool. I went into visual studio, opened the CS proj, copied the release, put a new, you know, constant release Amazon. So I could do pound if release Amazon anywhere that I use my in-app billing code, I stripped it out. Additionally, one thing that I'm really proud of Frank Krueger, I'm not going to lie about it is I used conditional compilation in the CS proj uh, for multiple things. Gets I'm really, nasty. really, I'm Get, so Don't, don't do too much of this, people. Don't do, I'm I, so I, I, You can't avoid it with .NET 7 and 8 because we, we, we try to merge everything together mm-hmm. into all those. James, can I tell you, uh, you were just sparking memories. I was going through my own code and I was just removing if Silverlight all throughout my code <laughs> mm-hmm. because you know what? That was like 10 years ago. I don't need those if defs anymore. I can remove go. those now from my code. Yeah. It's it's never silver light anymore. But at the same time, I was thinking about that. And I was thinking, you know, this is all sounding very silver lighty. This is like how I felt when I was taking my apps and trying to make a silver light version of it. It was a very basic platform in the beginning. And the one I'm actually thinking about are um, for the Windows phone. It was roughly the same app. Those were basically Silverlight apps. Yeah. They were just running on the phone. So that's why I built apps for that. And so this is funny. This is really bringing back memories of those days, you getting yourself onto the Amazon family of devices and, and Windows. Yeah, I just and Windows. Compared... <laughs> okay. There. I just realized that I compared Windows to, but okay. Talk about Zune UI one week, and now we're talking about something like the next. So I just said, "Hey, remove these NuGet packages if you know this item group. If you're if it's yeah. if it's not released, so both my in-app billing plugin and my store review plugin because that is Googley stuff in there." Um, so I and- I love CS Proj hacking, but everyone, it, it's great. You you can pull off absolute miracles with a CS Proj file, but. The IDE is just going to get angrier and angrier at you from then on. You'll pass a threshold at some point, and Visual Studio is just going to be like, your CS Proj makes absolutely no sense to me at all, and I'm giving up on you. So you haven't hit that limit. I'm just telling you people, there is that limit out there. Don't hit it. (laughs) I also did one. I'm really proud of this one. As I said, if it's the Amazon release, I have all of these. uh, I have this page in every app that I copy and paste, and it's called Purchases Page and a Purchase View Model. And its entire purpose is like I click 50 times and I go into this screen and I can like I see it. all the history and do stuff. So I did, if the item group is Amazon or is release Amazon, compile remove. And then I did a bunch of wild cards to say remove the purchases view model. And then I did compile or remove the purchase page. Oh, and don't forget that XAML, that XAML page. Yeah. So embedded resource remove purchase page dot star or whatever. So I like, I like, I literally conditionally compile out pages fully of the app because you know there's xml includes and i'm like get out of here yeah pages 
that I don't need anymore. And then honestly, besides that, Frank, it was a few things. So it was removing code to um, conditionally compiling out the code that did the in-app purchases, did the checking, all this other stuff. Same thing with the review. And I submitted my app, but I also forgot to remove the UI. <laughs> so, so they actually tested it. They tested the app. And like, hey, there's a bunch mm-hmm. of buttons that say purchase subscriptions. They don't do anything. <laughs> so I, I then gave all of my elements Let, uh, names and I hid them. If, if it's the Amazon release, I said hide these UI elements in general. Yeah. Did you have like a, a global variable that they call it all just bind to very easily? Like I, w- I would just put that in the app resources, what platform you're on, and then everyone could just bind to that. But uh, mm. I'm curious, which UI? Did that surprise you or you just forgot about that? Like, was that a UI you didn't remember? I just forgot. I forgot that the settings yeah. <laughs> page, I forgot that the settings page just was like, I, I was, I was like, oh yeah, I have, a, I've removed the code to do stuff. Yeah, sure. But I forgot, I forgot to remove it's the AML. UI. It doesn't care about your code. It's going to render yeah. the UI, whether it has code or not. <laughs> uh, and then I also had to remove some of the pages like review this app or leave feedback that went into the Google Play stuff. So I removed some UI elements to it. So I think the setting screen's a little all over the place at this point. I didn't really look too hard, but uh, beyond yeah. that, they accepted it and it's in the app store. It's live right now. Can you believe it? Bravo, bravo. Um, I'm a little bit jealous because I wanted to do a few small app releases this year and I can't believe you beat me to another platform. So and congratulations, Jens. And I'm gonna do um I'm gonna do my cadence. And I'm gonna yeah. put my cadence in there. I'm gonna start with my cadence pro. And it's gonna be a you're gonna love this. You're gonna love it, Frank. It's gonna be a paid app. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna zero down. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm gonna remove all of the all Here's of the, the in-app purchases, and it's gonna be a paid app because I just don't want to imp- re-implement it. Cause I, I don't I don't I, know. That's interesting because I would I would have to have that debate um, going on to that store because, yeah, the, the world is definitely moving on to subscriptions. We've talked about it a million times on the show. But at the same time, it's Amazon. Aren't you just used to purchasing things on Amazon? Like that model sure. is still the Amazon model. So I, I don't have I'm going to do two, just, I'm, I'm going to go pro. real old school. I'm going to start with the pro version, Frank, and then. I'm going to release a free version and the free version will have a button that says upgrade to pro and then it will okay. open the app store. So you buy the pro version. That's classic. Wow. Are Old they gonna school, allow it? baby. Yeah, they're going to allow it. It's going to be fine. They don't care. I like it. You know, that's, you know, it's almost better than freemium. <laughs> I don't, well, you end up with two apps. The big problem is if you had uh, data in the apps, you'd have to find a way to share the data. But like even on Apple, you could do it all in an app group if you designed it in advance and thought and about I it. And I have export import. So they could just export the data and import the data. <laughs> uh, I was a little bit worried about your Bluetooth for that one. But then I was thinking about it. No, it's it's that's an Android library, right? That has nothing to do with... Um, the store or the UI or anything. So, and, and here's the cool part. And I haven't tested the Bluetooth yet, but I have to imagine it's going to work because I've tested a lot of APIs on Android mm-hmm. apps running on Windows, like opening the maps, the connectivity, yeah, geolocation. These all work seamless. So it's like the 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 Windows subsystem for Android 
if it Somehow. has it, it'll work. So it should work. I'm excited. I, I don't even want to think about how the hardware abstraction layer for that thing works. That that just boggles yeah. my mind. But we'll assume it just works. I mean, somehow, yeah. like, I don't know. I, I've, I've used virtual machines for years. Like, and those have always been able to talk USB or whatever and tap into the yeah. operating system. So it makes sense. Still, it's surprising. Uh, that's going to be super cool. Uh, because, honestly, there just aren't that many Bluetooth Windows apps. Because... Yeah. Many Windows devices have the Bluetooth. Um, is it more common now? Do you think, like, I, I, I guess all the laptops probably have Bluetooth. Do the yeah. PCs have Bluetooth? My computer has it right here. PC? Yeah, PC. It's built That's into, tough. like, the Wi-Fi chips all now. It's all it's all integrated nice. on the MOBO. Good. Yeah, it's all there. Okay. Yeah. Neat. Neat. So the app has a chance. So... Uh, we we skipped over one other thing. Uh, it's just been at the back of my head. Do your how do your apps show up in the Windows Store? Because we I, I made us jump straight to the developer console on the Amazon side. I'm curious how that translates on over to what it looks like on That's Windows. A good question. I don't know. <laughs> so so um, that's a good question, and I'm glad that you asked. Now, I believe I don't I'm going to test it right now. So my app is available in live and it should be there. This is live, everyone. I'm very excited. Are you uh, purchasing your own app? I know, this one's free. I just typed in the ski app that I have for Meisner. Well, cool. OK, so it sh- this is this is. Cool, it just shows up and it says get it from the Amazon App Store. So there must be some synergy between it. So when you enable it, you basically sign into your Amazon account and then it installs from the Amazon app store. So though, okay, so that was the thing I was wondering. I was curious if they were going to like embed a web view or something into the uh, Windows store. But no, they just tell you, is there at least a button that'll kick you out to it? There's a button and it launches the Amazon app store and then opens your app and then you install it because the Android apps are installed there. But at least there's synergy between them. So it seems mm-hmm. like the compatible apps from the Amazon App Store are at least indexed into the Microsoft Store, which is nice. Great. So I was Amazing. table stakes a little bit, but um, I, I was uh, that's good to hear. I because yeah. otherwise, I mean, that's the whole point is to be in that marketplace, right? I mean, could talk about users and you want to make the world happy, but marketplace, you want to make sure that. Uh, your beautiful ad copy, your not AI written ad copy is available on the Windows Store. Did all your screenshots show up? All they did. They did. Neat. They did. Now, here's the... Here's full the circle. They full started circle. on Windows and got all the way back to Windows. All the way back. Now, you did ask something interesting, which was, hey, you know, Amazon devices, they have a different UI look and feel. And same with Windows. There's a whole, you know, Amazon, you know Windows yeah. apps look all different. Like, how does your app look? It looks like an Android app. Because yeah. it is an Android app. Is so, there a back button and a home button? None of those, there is. right? There's a back there button in the top left. Yeah. Does it start out in portrait or landscape? It starts out as a like square. Square? Ish. Like a window. I guess that's a compromise. They couldn't decide portrait or landscape, so they went square. Kind of square. <laughs> but Do if you, you are screen? using... Was that a small screen? No. Uh, no, it was like ultra wide. No? Okay. 
screen, just window. Just testing, just checking on you. And if you have multi-window support as well, which, you know, things support like Maui and stuff, it'll support multi-window stuff. I think because like, you know, when you run Android apps on a Chromebook, that's how they sort of start. They sort of start in a tablet-esque view in a way. And in fact, the Amazon App Store tells you to, in the Windows documentation also, it's like, hey, you should optimize for tablet because just like like Apple does, right? They're like, hey, You can run your iPhone app, but really you should probably optimize it for the tablet. Oh, yeah. Huge. To run on Especially on the Apple side. Like yep. going from iPhone to iPad these days is crazy. Like there, there's so much extra stuff you have to do in iPad and the architecture of your app can be wrong. So you just start, start tablet focused. And that's good. Uh, yeah. I mean... In the Mac Catalyst world, I mean, this is basically the Mac Catalyst of Windows now. <laughs> yeah. Since we, 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 they promised this for uh, Windows phone apps. Remember, they had like a, a Unity mode or something. Oh, it was going to be wonderful, but we never got it. So I guess we're just going to be happy, have to be happy with Androids on Windows. Um, the good news is, since you are conditionally compiling, you could refine the UI. I hate that there's a back button, though. That would be a nice yeah. way to figure out if you could get rid of that just android has it now i will tell you this really quick um i want to mention you asked about the echo show devices and technically the echo show devices run fire tv so if i made my app tv compatible they would be on the echo show so why wasn't it tv compatible or is it Uh, just a different sdk i think in the manifest you need to define something Okay. It might but be worth sh- doing. There's a lot should, of TV devices out there. It should all work, but I do feel like if I'm doing a TV app, like I need, I, I should use TV look and feel and but, controls uh, and testing. For your skiing app, I think that would look great on a TV. Yeah, maybe. No? You don't have enough pictures? I don't know. You need more pictures. I'd have to test it. I guess I'd have to buy a, an Echo or a Fire TV. <laughs> Chromecast, Fire TV. I'm all over the place. Fire TV. <laughs> yeah, Fire TV stick thing. There you go. Anyways, I think it's pretty cool. I will report back on my Cadence app progress and how that goes. But uh, I think it's just going to work and it's not bad. Yeah. yeah. And thank you for this episode because I'm kicking myself and I'm going to be right behind you buddy i'm gonna be on that store too it'll Bring be it. very awkward for me though i'm a little curious because there is a windows version of like i circuit and Calca. what would happen would there be two on the store and then people would have to be like "Ooh, which one do i get don't like that so have to well in, that in your case bit. in that in your case you might submit it to the amazon app store and then you might just leave the windows unchecked yep you're right okay Good enough. But I just, um, if, yeah, if they it's, buy it's, it, if they buy it, then they get it in two places. Then they have two versions of my app that are slightly different. It's going to be hilarious. But they could buy it on the Fire tablet, and then they would also mm-hmm. get the Windows version paid for because it's tied to their Amazon account. Because it's the same app, right? It's it's yeah. the same app okay. on Windows and in this. So if you bought it on one, you get it on both. But not if they're separate entries in two different stores. Exactly. No, I'm saying if they bought the Android version of it. Yeah. 
Uh, this question is going to be a little more vague, so I apologize. But okay. uh, Android subsystem for Windows, what kind of hardware does that run on? Does that run on most things? I mean, as long as you can run Windows 11, it runs on all that hardware? Or are there other devices that doesn't? Yes, it is on Android 11. Or sorry, it's on Windows 11. It's running Android version 13 is what it's based on. Of There's a bunch of release notes. And specifically, it is available on all Windows 11 devices. Okay. But only in select country, but it is a growing list oh. of countries. Interesting. Okay. Yes. So if the computer's good enough to run Windows 11... It can run these things. Got it. Yes, that is correct. Okay, so it says it needs eight gigabytes of RAM. It needs an SSD, <laughs> solid state drive or SSD recommended. Those are the same things. Recommended. X64, ARM64. And oh, okay. it needs a machine that in, in virtualization is turned on. And that's it. And then it's just specific countries, but they have opened it up to a lot more countries outside the U.S., so it'd be that fun. For sure. You only ship a ARM version of the app. What kind of APK did you upload? Was it just ARM seven, ARM sixty four? No, it's ARM sixty four. Did you have an Intel in there? Um, I did. Did I have an Intel? I did not have an Intel in there. No, I just shipped an ARM okay. version of it. So, and the computer you're running it on is Intel, so they're at least doing some emulation. That's fun. Yep. Yeah, both. So I have an ARM Windows device and a non-ARM Windows device, and they yeah. both work great cool because you know i think of it like this is like when you run, i guess when you run the android emulator it's the x86 one but yeah. then it's it's not running on an emulator right it's running on the windows subsystem for android yeah. so it's like running Androidy things i would be interested if um i guess if i i didn't really read it but i guess i should <laughs> i should test x86 well ones but the default yeah. out of the box, the default out of the box is not to ship x86 Android apps at all. So they're just ARM devices. So okay. let's just run them. Just a sign of the times. It's just weird. ARM64 has become the lingua franca of apps. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, I, I'm assuming like Rosetta, they just recompile it at some level and stash it away. It'd be fun to dig into the actual subsystem with um, WinDebug and get into the kernel debugger and see exactly which instruction set it's executing the app under. Um, I'm sure someone at Microsoft could tell us. I am. That's one thing I don't know. I'm really, really interested in. So anyways, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, let me see. Install. It, might, it must just be. I'm, I'm, well, you would assume on yeah. ARM it would run the ARM, but you never know. These things are crazy. Yeah, I just, whatever I had, shipped it, and it went, did the things. Uh, anyways, I think it's pretty Congratulations cool. Congratulations on the app release. That's number one. Uh, number two, thanks for reminding us all this is a possibility and for making me feel guilty. Thanks. Anything is possible. All right, well, that's going to do it for this week's Amazon App Store filled merge conflict. You can... Uh, tweet at us. You can follow us. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can like and subscribe, tell your friends about it. Um, you can listen to it on uh, any podcast application. If you want to see our face or if you do want to see our face, you can also see it on YouTube. Lots of options to, to listen to this podcast or watch this or watch podcast. I've really AIs? figured it out. 
are you the AI? My robot. All right, that's going to do for this week's Merch Conflict. So I... I should probably edit this, but here's what happens, folks. Live to tape. That's what's going to do it for this week's Merge Conflict. So until next time, I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Krueger. Thanks for watching and listening. Peace. <laughs>